Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Pod Machine. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling. As you take a deep breath in, take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gara Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gara Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. Welcome to another episode of After 30 with Cara Erigel. So excited to have this conversation right now because how should I say this without sounding too tita? You know what? Let's just be real. Nasa tita stage na tayo, okay? And as a true blue tita in her after 30s, I must say I am so, so excited to have this conversation we are about to have today. Like I said, my teens feel like a distant memory, okay? And I can only look back at my dating life with a conscious effort to be kinder to my past self. I mean, the past cara, please lang. Sana natuto ka na. Natuto naman na yata ako. Every time I have a dating conversation about, I don't know, mistakes, I did, like a true tita. With someone so much younger than me, I always feel the urge to warn them and tell them not to seem not to do the same mistakes that I did, but I am also reminded about how I never listened to any of those things when I was younger anyway. So let's talk about Gen Z dating and syempre papasukan natin cheating, yes, Pugsley, with this fresh teen podcaster and content creator, the beautiful Mitch B of Cybercrash. Hi, Mitch B! Hi! Hi, everyone! Thank you so much, Miss Cara, for having me on this podcast. Super fangirling. <laughs> wow, same! Wag mo naman ako i-Miss Cara. Grabe naman. Ay, okay po. May <laughs> <laughs> po pala. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but yes, I can only imagine, like, 16. I felt like, you know, people in their 30s were... You know, yung mga tita-tito ko eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Like, pandan, you know? My gosh. But yeah, so I'm... I don't know. I'm I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you. And let's see how this goes, because I have so many questions in my head and I am pretty sure you're going to be able to answer them wonderfully. So first, congratulations <laughs> on your podcast. Thank you so much. It's been such a journey with my podcast. It's very, very new. I'm still getting the hang of it, but I think I'm kind of getting it or kind of getting used to talking with myself only. <laughs> 
It's I, I understand how I bad daunting it can get yeah. talking to yourself. That's why most of the time it's really more fun when you do have guests when you're mm-hmm. talking to somebody else. But um, it's 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 a fun fun journey and there's so much to learn and that's what I love about podcasting. It's getting to know more about yourself actually as you talk when you do mm-hmm. your episodes alone and getting to know more people. So I want to know more about Mitch B first. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with um, the title of your podcast, Asatita? But what is Cyber Crush? And well, what is the story <laughs> behind it? Uh, usually, okay, so Cyber Crush is a kind of aesthetic that's very in on Pinterest and TikTok. So it's usually called Cybercore. I just inserted the crush since I was talking about relationships and friendships or internet love and stuff like that. So Cyber Crush was originally made because of an aesthetic that's going actually with my cover art on my podcast, which is very, very futuristic and all that. So I really wanted to go with Cyber Crush. Actually, my podcast was in the works since last year, June. I wasn't even contacted by my agency now with the podcast yet, but I was actually planning on doing a solo podcast already. So yeah, it all kind of fell into place. <laughs> ah, so what was that moment that you remember? So it was it started becoming in the works last year, but what was the thing that kind of pushed you to decide to start your own podcast? Actually, when I got contacted by a podcast network, I was already on the verge of starting it, but I uh-huh. couldn't because I was busy that time. My mom got COVID, so I couldn't really push through with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Although I do really wanted to push through with the podcast, but I always said na parang in time, it will eventually push through, but it isn't the time yet. So it did push uh-huh. through <laughs> a year later. Yeah, so that's At a good. perfect time. Yeah, it Yeah, was. congratulations. Okay, now, I love your cover art. Is that something that you came up with in partnership with Podcast Network Asia? Or was it your idea that you just told them? Or was it already made when you talked to PNA? When I talked to PNA, I actually had a draft in mind. Since I was considering starting the podcast on my own, uh, mm-hmm. Without anyone, I tried to make a draft of the cover art. And so just wow. like the feels. Uh, when I started talking to PNA, I just sent a bunch of the drafts that I made. And they eventually got the vibe that I was going for. And really? yeah, they made it into that. <laughs> no, it's so cute. It's so cool. And I guess like, maybe your generation will like get it right away. But I was like, huh, mm-hmm. interesting. I want to really get to know more about, you know... I guess the story behind this art yeah. and the story behind your podcast. So mm-hmm. you talk a lot about relationships, about friendships, about mental health and mm-hmm. all that at 16. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Gen Z. Okay, let's talk about Gen Z dating because it's been quite a while for me. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. Fresh pa rin naman yung mga memories ko about dating. How is it different from say dating in your 30s of course you won't like know exactly right but let's compare notes okay how do you ask each other out nowadays where do you meet the people you date and how does dating go in your generation episode oh my god okay so please enlighten me actually for me i'm still kind of confused but i do have friends who date around a lot but me i haven't dated in a while super long now but I do notice a difference that for me, I do actually like the dating idea more of the 30s. Like super, how do you call it? Traditional 
in a way. But now, I think Gen Z, it's super complicated. There's talking stages. There's, I don't know if there's ligawan stages pa. That's very old. But now Wala there's na. talking. Wala na yata. I think there's talking stages na lang. And then there's sometimes walang label. <laughs> and okay. it's super confusing now. Honestly, for me, it's very confusing too. Pero I think the difference is when you're 30 now, I think the dating process is more mature and more traditional but now with Gen Z honestly it's very confusing for the other for for both people now <laughs> so yeah that's the only thing I don't like the dating about the dating situation with Gen Z right now confusing why why yeah. would you say it's confusing okay let me give you a little I'm sure you have an idea right mm-hmm. but like a little background around my dating life at least for me I'm 34 now but when I was your age when I was 16 it was pero but uso pa rin yung ligawan saka uso pa rin yung Ano ba? Like, the longer you make the guy wait, mga ganyan, mm-hmm. at saka yung meeting up. Like, the people I dated when I was your age were people I met in college or people I mm-hmm. met in bars or friends of friends, ganyan. We didn't have, I mean, I'm sure there was online dating then, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. We didn't have Tinder. We didn't have Bumble. We didn't have social media, you know, and sliding into the DMs. Kuhanan yeah. pa ng number nun eh. Yeah. Bro, that's <laughs> there wasn't even Facebook yet. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so it was different. It was more like getting to know someone physically, you know. But meron din namang mga walang label. Uso naman na rin yun before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think even in my parents' time, meron din mga ganon. But it's the, it's the starting to date, getting to know someone. How is it? What is it like? Like, where do you meet the guys that you dated? Is it mostly online? Personally, for my friend group, we just know a lot of people. And in my, I think, in my choice of background or like my work, mm-hmm. we just know a lot of people. With social media too, it's easier to date. I personally do not encourage social media dating because <laughs> okay. it's super tricky. And I think there's there's this app called Discord. I'm not on that that app. Yeah, Discord. So it's like basically a streaming platform app or you can talk to friends, you can enter chats. Some people date through Discord and it's super sketchy, but because you don't sometimes see their face. (laughs) So it's okay. There's this thing called Discord love and you can be, yeah, Discord love. So yeah, Discord I think, love. yeah, it's super crazy. For me, that idea is crazier since sometimes they don't know the actual face or like they meet up with strangers online. I think before, super weird when you meet up with strangers online, super sketchy, super bad. Parents used to say na parang don't meet up with strangers or like don't talk to strangers. But a lot of people or Gen Z right now are dating through apps like that, like streaming platforms apps without them knowing the actual face oh, they're actually dating yeah, they're yeah. Actually dating so yeah it's crazy now <laughs> i can't oh my gosh and so you were i what 14 when the pandemic started mm-hmm, yes 14 ish okay my gosh how did yun pa how did because when like I said, you know, when I was your age, we were pretty much going out a lot. Sorry, mm-hmm. mom. You know that already, ma. <laughs> My mm-hmm. pe- I'm 34. But when I was like 16, 17, I was going out a lot. Drinking mm-hmm. out a lot of my friends, you know, meeting new people, going to bars. After school, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. first. But during the pandemic, I'm sure it was trickier and a lot harder to meet new people. 
or mm-hmm. to stay in touch with your friends, what was what was dating like during the pandemic? I you? personally didn't date during the pandemic too. But being in touch, I guess it was weirder because like I said on my other podcast episode, uh, I think we were all robbed from going out or experiencing an actual teenage life and having mm-hmm. fun with friends, going through school. I'm personally homeschooled, so I didn't even get mm-hmm. to experience like an actual school setup. But uh, ever I, like throughout your childhood, you've always been um, homeschooled. No, I think I was homeschooled at an early age. I think I started when I was eight or nine. Oh, so okay. I basically didn't get to experience the actual regular school or like going out with friends or magmamal kayo. I didn't get to experience that. But what I was saying on my previous episode that teenagers were basically robbed with their teenage lives when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And so social media was was huge that time. TikTok was very huge. Oh yeah. And I think that became like a platform to talk to each other. My friends right. personally, it wasn't that hard to get in touch with them since we were all living very close to each other mm. and we had social media and we had work and uh-huh. we would always cross paths. So, but I think the regular teenager, it was very hard for them this pandemic. Also, I was telling my listeners that when the pandemic hit, I think a lot of teenagers became more woke and more aware of the situation of their parents and mm. what's happening outside. So yeah, I think it was, it's definitely an experience that a lot of people didn't get to experience back in their teenage days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can only imagine because your age, and you guys are exploring, um, Of course, my experience, people my age, our experiences were different. Yours were very different as well. I guess it wasn't so hard for you in a way to connect with friends because you already were very familiar with, you know, all the social media platforms that you normally would be in touch with each other through there anyway. Though to some it may feel limiting, but to you guys, it opened so much more. There's TikTok, there's uh, there's Kumu, there's so many other, there's Instagram Live, Facebook Live, all these things um, where you got to get to know yourselves better as well because you had more time. The time we spent when I was your age going out, getting drunk, you know, (laughs) doing all of that outside, you guys spent it inside. Parang inward yung getting to know yourselves. So your generation, you guys are so woke. You use, mm-hmm. Thank you for using that word. And please explain it to me further because I only know the surface level of the meaning, the in the Instagram or social media meaning of woke. <laughs> but yeah. you, because you are, you get you have access to all of these things. So how did that affect you, I guess, you know, uh, during the pandemic, being aware of yourselves that much? I think a lot of teenagers became more aware of their mental health during the pandemic. I guess it's the lack of sun sunlight or it's the lack of <laughs> yeah. social socializing with people. But it was getting... Actually, I think that's the hardest. You know, getting to know yourself more when in isolation. Uh-huh. Yeah, because being alone with your thoughts... Honestly, that's what I was saying. When I, when I started podcasting, it was hard for me to be alone with my thoughts and like have this constant conversation with myself because there's a lot going on in my brain and I'm sure every teenager has that too because they think about a lot of problems that and mentally 
I feel like when the pandemic hit, teenagers became more aware of or more self-conscious about their appearances too. I talk about that a lot on my podcast because there are all these standards on the internet to compare mm-hmm. yourself, I guess, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's harder when the pandemic hit for teenagers because they're more mentally aware, more woke. I mean, that's a plus because being woke in this generation, being more aware socially, politically, and I think physically, it's it's good because we're all evolving, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I guess it it must have been hard but also wonderful because at such an early age you guys were exposed to you know looking inward getting to know yourselves yeah. better whereas you know a lot of people my age it ngayon pa lang namin natututunan to do that like <laughs> during the pandemic I I was in a relationship with my now husband but we were in an LDR because mm-hmm. I was stuck in Manila when there was lockdown and he was in the province and I was alone in a four in a condo with yeah. my dog for diba? I was alone and I remembered like doing ano pa si Miss Self Help pa naman ako ganyan. And I was doing yoga. And yeah. as I did the last deep breath, diba? I do, if you're familiar with yoga, right? You take a deep breath yeah. and mm-hmm. then thank yourself. You hug yourself for, you know, for giving yourself this time and whatever. And I started crying. Like, not just like the bawling. Like, ah, yeah. pala ko, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, what, I, I was what, 32, 31 at the time and still just getting to know myself a lot, a little more. And so was there ever any instances during the pandemic, during the lockdown that you felt the same way? And what did you learn about yourself? Yeah, actually, during the pandemic, I'm definitely a different person now. But before, I would push people away just because of insecurities, I guess. Mm -hmm. And since I was alone, I'm also an only child with my mom. Only with my mom. So it's very, yeah, very isolating because I'm always just in my room and I'm doing work. But I think it was harder for me during the pandemic because even though I do have friends that I can be in communication with or play games with, I think seeing news that was very bothering and then adding your mental health and thinking if this pandemic was going to end. Because before, oh my God, it was super draining because we nev- we didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen in the future. We didn't know that we were going to be back on track with 
going into the normal life again. But back then, it was super mentally draining. I did have instances where I was crying too. I tried, I also, I actually also tried meditating. I tried crystals and stuff like that, uh-huh. self-help. But yeah. I was on the verge of every night crying too. It was very, it was, it was a very low point in my life. I was talking to my listeners about this too. I have this like journal. Yeah, that too, journaling. Yes. Um, I have this journal from two years ago where I read it recently Mm -hmm. and I was not the same person because that journal was super sad I was at the lowest point of my life I mean the feeling of just being alone even though you technically aren't but my words on that journal were super low um I was constantly crying and yeah I do think that social media helped in a way but back then when it was a pandemic I started gaining weight I think this is a very hard topic for teenagers mm-hmm. when I gained weight basically I was on social media so I was a public figure I was mm-hmm. on TikTok I started getting all these hate comments about my weight gain and my physical appearance yeah so oh, back horrible. then yeah so back then it was my lowest for me I cried to my mom all the time I was isolating myself because of insecurities. I was pushing away people. But I eventually evolved, I mean, into the early, into the future, into the next years. I did evolve. I'm still taking it month by month. But now I'm definitely better. Yeah. That's great to know. That, that's <laughs> yeah. wonderful to know. Um, and and again, it's it amazes me how you guys are so aware of your feelings and so aware of your mental health. And mm-hmm. I guess, yes, social media has helped a lot in that. I mean, TikTok, social media in general can be very mm-hmm. toxic too because of, and I'm sorry you had to go through what you went through, but also you learn a lot from there. And I guess you just have to learn how to sift through what you see on social media. About yeah. pick, your, mm-hmm. pick the content that you want to fill your brains because it's just like what you put in your head, what you watch, what you listen to, it's like the yeah. food that you eat. So if you see junk and toxic things on social media and you feed your brain junk food, it's mm-hmm. the same, it has the same effect in your brain as it would in your body, to your body, if you keep eating bad stuff, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, may I just say it's so powerful for women and, and young women at that to be able to open themselves up this way and be vulnerable yeah. on social mm-hmm. media hopefully to encourage more women your age as well or, or all ages yeah. to mm-hmm. be aware of themselves as well and and know that vulnerability and being open about how you feel your fears your everything is so powerful yeah and mm-hmm. it's a yeah. powerful way to walk towards healing and again my god that's 16 i wish yeah. i wish i could have known the things that you know now when i was <laughs> yeah I was so cruel to myself, for lack of a better word, in dating. <laughs> More so in dating, okay? I had very... Sorry, sorry. No, no, man. I don't regret any other relationships that I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. But I had uh, not very good taste in men because I did not value myself enough yet when I was um, that age. So let's jump back to dating because that's yes. where I really want to like pick your brain more on like dating and Gen Z dating. Mm-hmm. What you say you're you're single now, mm-hmm, yeah. But when you were dating, what were your non-negotiables um, when it comes to going out to dating? 
honestly, my dating experience wasn't really good. <laughs> so I didn't Sorry also value that. myself. Yep. Okay. I actually didn't value myself back then. I feel like I was very young. Honestly, that's what I keep telling people. Dating very young is a blessing and a curse. Blessing because you get to learn a lot and you know what you want when you grow older. But it's a curse because you shouldn't have to go through that at such a young age or like a fresh mind. So my dating experience wasn't that good because I think it was puppy love, you know. When I was, yeah, I was very young back then. So being in, being dating or like being in a relationship where it's just puppy love, I think it was very draining because parang you don't really get to talk about stuff that you're supposed to or like you encourage the bare minimum for a guy so it was really a bad experience for me because the guy was only doing the bare minimum um nothing really special or nothing really to make you feel that you're actually close in dating so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's all for my dating experience it really wasn't good <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that but i guess yeah, dating young when I was what 15, 16, also because you don't really have an idea on what and how dating should be, the buy you're also both yeah. exploring. So, yeah, you get hurt, you learn, you learn things. You it's very rare that you meet someone when you're 15, 16 and end up with them and forever. Yeah. It happens, mm-hmm. it happens to some, a great for them. But most of the mm-hmm. time, it's really, it's it's the season of your life where you make mistakes and hopefully learn from them. <laughs> yes. Keep repeating uh-huh. them. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah. you said that you didn't value yourself enough um, mm-hmm. when you were dating, what what does that mean exactly? If only if you're willing to share yeah. uh, the experience. I guess I didn't value myself enough because when they were doing stuff or yes things that i wasn't comfortable with like like the simple things lang and noticing that but um oh they're not talking to me or they're not communicating the way they should be i feel like i didn't value myself enough because i constantly went through it it was a very long dating experience it was very long for my age yeah so i constantly went through that situation and I never really learned that they were gonna do it over and over again so yeah that's it <laughs> I never really learned <laughs> you, you know it's allowing it's allowing yourself to be in that same situation again mm-hmm. and again and again hoping that it will be different the next time or hoping that yeah. your love will change this person mm-hmm. and you will be enough to change this person when in fact what you the learnings that you get from that is that you can never really change somebody else. All you can mm-hmm. change and deal with is yourself exactly. and how you deal with that situation. And I guess the older you get, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, you realize your value. You realize, alam mo na ano mga ayaw mo. So as soon yeah. as you see it, kita mo palang yung red flag, di ka napapasok doon. <laughs> yeah. And moving on to, and because I saw, you have an episode about cheating. And yeah. I... I am not a TikToker, but mm-hmm. I do frequently watch TikToks. And mm-hmm. I have, I guess I was, I saw this viral, this thing went viral. You're the guest in your podcast. 
Diba? Yes. Her, uh-huh. her life story, that story went viral. And I was like, you know, this tita looking at, oh, what happened there? Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, let's talk about the concept of cheating. I feel like I see cheaters everywhere now being exposed on social media. Mm. That wasn't the one instance. I've, you know, we've been seeing it a lot lately. Yes. And I honestly mm-hmm. don't know how to feel about it because I have also been cheated on quite a few times in my younger years. Is cheating normal? That's the uh, title of your episode. Is it yeah. normal or easier to do now because of social media and the access to all sorts of platforms online? My past relationship actually cheated on me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so that was the experience that I had. But I do think it's easier to cheat now due to social media, like chatting with someone because you can easily make another account just yeah. to chat with another person and talk with other people or through friends. Honestly, sometimes it really depends with friends too. If your friends are encouraging you to cheat, that's a downside to having those friends because yeah with Bea the guest I had on my podcast the guy's friends the one who cheated were the one that's actually consoling him to cheat so yeah I do think that was easier to cheat if you have friends who are also the same <laughs> oh my god and yeah. you get it I can I can only imagine how easier it could be mm-hmm. now the access pro- definitely made it easier but it's not because of that eh. it's really it's nasa sa tao talaga yon eh mas madali mm-hmm. lang siya ngayon but if you know if a guy or a girl even it's not just guys who cheat really if someone wants to cheat regardless of how you hound them uh, you get their passwords which mm-hmm. I personally do not agree with that that's mm-hmm. not something I, yeah. I I want to do but if that's your thing no matter how much you guard them if they really want to cheat they will they will cheat yeah mm-hmm. and they'll never change honestly I live by that cheaters don't change like there's always gonna be this I think this voice in their mind where it's okay it's not cheating or even lying I think lying is cheating already even though Mm -hmm. it isn't physically or like talking through chat but lying to your partner about not about being with someone else that day is basically cheating yeah it's a value I used to believe that too that cheaters will never change I still kind of believe in that somehow but I feel like some men do change mm-hmm. only yeah. if they want to. Yun yun yeah. it, it all boils down to that. Only if they realize that there is something wrong with it. Only if they realize that there is something wrong with them. Because mm-hmm. I think that men cheat. They usually say, oh, kasi may kulang sa akin. Diba? It's yeah. such a, uh, what's this? Uh, scarring thing for, for mm-hmm. someone to be cheated on. Because it really ruins your ego. It ruins mm-hmm. your self-esteem and ruins you as a person yeah. because you th- immediately think I make kulang sa akin that's why yeah. he went to that other person because she probably has or he probably has whatever it is that I don't have okay on the surface yes but on a deeper level it's really men who cheat or women who cheat are people who are looking for something trying to fill a hole mm-hmm. that will never be filled by somebody else so they yeah. first need to realize that there's something that needs fixing in them before they can actually have, you know, a good working relationship without yes. cheating. And actually, you know what? There was one ex, actually two exes, who cheated on me, who apologized oh. years later. 
years later. Oh. That's why I said I do not regret any of the relationships that I had before because they showed me how wonderful my relationship mm-hmm. is now. Mm-hmm. And the kind of relationships that you should never put yourself in. Yeah. But they did apologize when years later. One apologized to me five years after the relationship because wow. he got cheated on. Wow. Yes. And so they know, those, learned. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Sana naman. But it takes years, you know, sometimes it never happens, but sometimes it does. And mm-hmm. in my case, the men who cheated on me, thankfully, I don't know if they Maybe it yeah. was the closure that I was looking for also for me to have, you know, to move on from uh, the pains of being cheated on. But yes, you said social media definitely gives easier access for cheating. But what constitutes as cheating now? Like liking, mm-hmm. liking yeah. sexy pictures of women on Instagram. Does that count as cheating for you? For me, no. It's more of if your Instagram is full of women or like you're following women who are basically, you know, half naked. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because that, that, sorry, that was my dog. But that matters with, if you're in a relationship or like a relationship that's very serious, I do think it's uncomfortable to see your partner following at least like more than 30, 30 or like more than 20 Instagrams, <laughs> Instagram accounts who are just full of bikini pictures, right? It's weird because yeah. personally, my Instagram, I don't follow any guys. So I would add to the list of arguments that would add mm. to the couple. But I don't consider liking a picture cheating, especially if they're just friends with that person. Okay. But following multiple girls that you don't know personally and they're uh-huh. half naked, I do consider that something uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, same, I guess. <laughs> well, we <laughs> see a lot of, I, I see a lot of TikToks of like guys saying, oh, if he likes pictures of other women, it's because he's letting them know that he's available and he's interested. And I'm like, okay, that's one way to look at it. But yeah, also on uh-huh. the other end, I follow some cute guys that mm-hmm. I don't know on my Instagram. And I just like the photo because they look good. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could just be that. But it's the DMs. It's yeah, commenting, hey, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's different. Yeah. Okay, that's cheating. Definitely. Yeah. Even if you're not creating a relationship that's emotionally, yeah. mentally cheating, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've kind of skirted uh, a little bit. Um, towards cheating and I'm sorry that you had to go through that that's (laughs) that's something I never wish upon anyone even my enemies because it's it's really painful and it takes Mm -hmm. a while for someone to get over it and um, children children (laughs) (laughs) Gen Z's guys please don't don't do it and if you feel like you really need to if you're in a relationship and you want to be with somebody else talk to somebody else at least tell your partner yeah. At least be, you know, have the decency to say, oh, I'm unhappy in this relationship already. Or are you open to, diba may mga ganun eh, yeah. to have yeah. <laughs> multiple relationships? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're aware of? Is that something you're aware of or something you know is happening within your circle? There is this thing called, I, I was talking about earlier, the talking stage. So basically, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, for me, I don't know if I should. I should consider this cheating, but like being in a talking stage, I think basically that's Gen Z's Ligawan stage or like getting to know each other stage. But 
being in a talking stage now, from what I've seen with mutuals, they talk to multiple people at the same time. So I don't know if that's considered cheating. But for me, for me personally, if I were to be in a talking stage, I would entertain one person only because you are looking for a relationship that's uh-huh. going to go farther or like Hopefully, for the future. Uh, yeah. yeah. But now with what I've seen with my mutuals, they entertain multiple people at once and they know the other person knows usually and they also entertain multiple people <laughs> ah, so talking stage is really more yeah. like just getting to know different people at the same time ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So talking stage is like just, I don't know, texting or talking to each other online and not necessarily mm-hmm. having coffee or having dinners or kasama na rin yun sa talking stage? I think it depends with the person because I've seen people who were in talking, stage, talking stages that uh, went to museum dates, uh, oh. went to go grab coffee, but then ended up with another person. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. very confusing now. Yeah, it's very confusing now. But I do think talking stages like it's it's basically those dating apps now in real life. Na parang you get you just swipe where mm. you just talk to people randomly. Okay. There was this app called uh, I don't know if you they they know Yubo. It was a live oh. streaming app. So basically, so basically, I have a friend who met a person through that app. It's basically okay. like Tinder. Actually, when I downloaded, I wanted to do like a vlog for uh-huh. that. But when I went through that app, it was basically just everyone looking for someone to talk to and someone to date. Okay. Uh, yeah. So air quotes ah. date. So I'm not sure. But I do have a friend who has a very long relationship from that app now. So mm. it turned out pretty good for her. But before, I've known a lot of people who tried dating on that app. And they f- they basically fa- failed. <laughs> miserably. Yeah, yeah, miserably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm hearing from you is that, okay, uh, during my during my time, when I was your age, I guess we also mm-hmm. had talking stages. That's, I guess, something that will always be there. But mm-hmm. bottom line, siguro, is to just at the beginning of your talking stage, be aware of what you know the situation, the situation is. really is, right? Like, if yeah. you know, are you okay with, with me talking to somebody else? Para walang nasasaktan. Yeah. Ground mm-hmm. rules. Parang ganon. Okay, I like you. I'm talking to you. But I'm also talking to 10 other girls. Is that mm-hmm. okay with you? If not, mm-hmm. maybe bye Now, mm-hmm. if you want to be in that situation, you say it's okay, but it's really not. That's really on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, really, that's really on you. But yeah, lang? communication. Communication is key in any sort of relationship, regardless of the generation mm-hmm. and what type of relationship you have. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, Mitch, what sort of dating advice have you gotten from someone in their 30s, mm-hmm. perhaps, or in their 20s, that you listened to and applied? And what did you not listen to? Actually, I got um, a lot of comments before. That, but um, I think they were in their 20s and 30s, but they were telling me that I was dating too young. So that's the part where I didn't listen mm-hmm. to. I know a lot of teenagers or Gen Z want to date at an early age and you know it's just cute sometimes it's very Mm -hmm. cute especially if the relationship is very harmless that's all right but i do think that no one should go through you know because the guys i mean the guys and girls both of the parties are very immature at that age so Mm -hmm. i don't think there's actually a connection that's being formed it's more kilig rather than having a deep connection with the person so yeah that's the thing i didn't listen to but i did get advice where i did apply is where i shouldn't look for someone that fits i guess everything on my list like leave at least something or like leave that person to surprise me that they have this connection or they have this attitude in general like not the bare minimum too but something surprising that you guys can actually connect to each other. Yeah, that's the dating advice I got from someone who's in her 30s and 40s. Yeah. <laughs> Nag-work naman. Nag-work naman yeah. so far. Okay, okay. I mean, I do think so. Hindi pa kasi ako nagtatry ulit. But now I know better that I shouldn't be looking at like a checklist and checking all the boxes. But more of leaving something or that someone to surprise me with so yeah yeah. okay i get that i get that yeah (laughs) all right the tita in me wants to give more advice but that's not what this podcast is all about (laughs) (laughs) this is all about getting to know the gen z the gen z's way of seeing um dating okay so Mm -hmm. i have a couple more questions for you mitch b Uh, so how do you crush the dating world in your teens? For example, I don't know, because you're also open to dating now. You're not mm-hmm. seeing anybody exactly. So if you were to say, talk to yourself, when you do start dating, how will you crush it? Honestly, I was talking about this the other day with my best friend. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> she's never had a boyfriend in her life. But um, we were talking about how dating someone that you have a genuine connection with or like since it's different now when you talk or when you chat to each other there's basically this get to know questions that are the basic ones so like oh what's your color or stuff like that like when do you want to meet what's your height stuff like that but Mm -hmm. it's pretty boring on my end I do want a connection deeper than that like a connection where you can ask jeep them or like have the same energy back when you ask them like oh what do you think is up with the universe right now like mm-hmm. are you so are you politically aware of what's happening right now in the philippines something like a connection like that is definitely something i'm looking for now mm-hmm. and a connection where my mom would be okay with <laughs> because oh, she's yeah. open yeah she's very open to me dating it's just she's actually pushing me but oh. i'm still i'm still not in that stage i i really haven't found anyone that i'm interested in but if i were to date if i were to find someone suddenly i do think having connection with them deeply or having the same energy back 
and receiving the same energy is something that I can give into the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Again, I repeat, had I known that when I was your age, I probably would have had better relationships. <laughs> but that's great. Please do keep that in mind and please, please apply it because it is true. And the reality of it is you will lo only love the way you know how and you will receive the love that you only allow yourself to receive. Mm -hmm. So take this time to get to know yourself better, enjoy podcasting, get to know more people older than you, younger than you, more friends, gain more friends than yeah. actually just thinking about being in a relationship. Your age, ah, my teens, it's so wonderful. It's the best yeah. time to make your mistakes. Hopefully those mistakes don't, you know, put much dent into <laughs> in your character. Yeah. Right? In sa buhay mo, or at least the way you see yourself. Hopefully it allows you to grow. And I'm so happy for you that you see yourself this way and that you're learning to value yourself and you're mm -hmm. doing what you're doing now for yourself and do they yes. take that time. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Also, that was so fun. <laughs> I had so much fun talking to you too. I hope this isn't the last time. I look forward to having another conversation with you. Now, before we end this episode, this is something that I ask every guest on the podcast okay. is to, to shout out to the universe what it is that they're grateful for in this moment. can be one thing, 10 things, up to you. But, you know, gratitude is something that we really need to keep reminding ourselves of, that there's so much to be thankful for. Yeah. It, get, it can get so toxic out there, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, mm -hmm. right? So... I love hearing my guests' um, gratitude journals, so to speak. So what are you grateful for in this moment, Mitch B? Honestly, I'm grateful for knowing myself more and um, actually having fun, you know. I was a very closeted person. I was very introverted at the start of the pandemic. But now I try to mingle more with friends. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for everyone I've met through online or in person and I'm grateful for having listeners that can actually be open now because it's like honestly I keep on saying the podcast community is super fun because you get to have these listeners that relate to you at some point of their lives and they share their stories with you and it's just nice to see so thank you listeners I'm grateful for everything yeah that's it <laughs> And thank you so much, Mitch B, for taking the time, for being here, for sharing and being vulnerable, for telling us your stories. I cannot wait to have another conversation with you again. I really love talking to Gen Z, Gen Zs, because there's just so much to learn. Yes. We, our generation, have so much to learn from yours. And yeah, just thank you and congratulations on your podcast. So please thank invite you. our After 30 listeners to check out your podcast. Where can they watch you on TikTok, Instagram? Where can they follow you? How can they get in touch with you? Okay, so to everyone that's listening right now, my podcast is Cyber Crush. I have just recently launched and I talk about relationships. I talk about friendships. If you want to continue that conversation over to my podcast. I also have a TikTok account. It's Mitch underscore underscore. Basically, I just post my fashion content there. Instagram, it's Mitch B. And I talk to a lot of you guys through my stories and I just post a bunch of stuff. Honestly, it's very cluttered it's just full of food full of my passion and all of that and on twitter of course it's mitch b again and i just basically rant there <laughs> 
All right. Thank you very much. Mitch B of Cyber Crush Podcast, everybody. Please check out her podcast. It is very new, very interesting as well. And again, thank you so much, Mitch, for being on the podcast. And I look forward to talking to you again. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, this is the part where you share the things, people, moments, whatever it is that you're grateful for today. I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at After 30 with Cara Erigel. I would love to see you tag me and your stories if you do post this. And please follow me on Spotify if you haven't yet. And also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help the podcast. And of course, me a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.